Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to your team news ahead of game week nine. My name is Az, it's been a while Neil, but we're back, back with some team news. You must be feeling it today, it's been a lot of press conferences, right? It has, yeah, it's been 16. Whoa! Um, yeah, we had four yesterday, so we have actually heard from everybody now. Forrest leaving it to the last moment, but um, we've got uh, all 20 clubs updates, mm. uh, fresh off the press in most cases. Lovely. Well, let's let's not beat around the bush. Let's get straight into it. Uh, big game to start the weekend. Tomorrow, it's Arsenal uh, versus Spurs. I put Fulham. Don't ask me why. Um, but yeah, talk to me about <laughs> Arsenal and, and Spurs while I fix that. <laughs> yeah, some classic killology going on here um, ahead of the North London derby. Uh, Conte laying down the gauntlet yesterday by um, keeping his cards close to his chest. Um, now... He basically acknowledged that Kulusevsky was injured in a roundabout way. Um, he said that he didn't want to give anything away at Arsenal too much to start with, but then went on to answer a question about playing uh, five in midfield, so uh, three central midfielders. And within that, he said that it's an option because of what happened with Kulusevsky having this injury. So he clearly is injured. Uh, how long he's going to be out for, we don't know. Um, uh, hamstrings being suggested. So that's, that could be a few weeks. Uh, Lloris was acknowledged as one of the players with uh, an injury as well. He came back from duty with France with, a, I think it was a, mo- a minor thigh issue. Um, but Conte was hopeful on him and I, I think he should be okay. Um, beyond that, I don't think we really knew about anything specific. Ben Davies, of course, and Lucas Moura had already been out and they were expected to be close to uh, a comeback after this break. Whether or not this comes too soon for them uh, remains to be seen. But Conte keeping things close to his chest, as I said. And then Arteta has followed suit today, mm. um, tit for tat. Uh, he says yeah, he was asked about Zinchenko, Tierney, and Partey, who all uh, either missed internationals with their respective countries or uh, returned early. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, firstly, that we've just finished the last training session. We had many players arriving yesterday, so we had a short period to prepare this match. The boys are looking in good condition. He was then asked about that trio I've just mentioned. And he said uh, six words. They are part of the team and smiled. (laughs) So we don't know what that means. Does that mean they're part of the squad this weekend? Does that mean they're part of training? Does that mean um, they're just part of the 25-man squad (laughs) um, named in September? Who knows? But uh, I have seen Zinchenko in training and Tierney's was a, a head injury. Um, a precautionary withdrawal from the Scotland squad and obviously the concussion protocol I think would have been served by that point so uh, they are minor in nature all these problems 
Um, we do know that Smith Rowe is out. So this is good news if you're a Martinelli owner, as I am still. Um, Smith Rowe is probably seen as um, not the only competition, but the main competition, I think, for, for Martinelli's place. Now, he's going to be out for, um, well, until after the World Cup in, in December. He's had groin surgery on this recurring issue, so he's going to be out for, for months. Uh, El Nani, of course, out for months as well. Um, but apart from that, I think that is it. Yeah. Would you say Arteta's becoming one of your least favourite managers? Yeah. He, mm. I say he was doing tit for tat with Conte, but I've, he's done this quite a bit before. Um, he doesn't really give too much weight. And what we rely on more often than most is the photos from the training ground mm. um, and reports of who's missing. So I'll definitely have my eyes peeled on anything emerging from the, the Arsenal training ground today because I think that might be a better indication of who's going to be fit for the um, for the kick the lunchtime kickoff tomorrow. So that is one good thing. It is the uh, Saturday lunchtime kickoff UK time. Um, so we might uh, get a few early leaks on the, on the TV's front, but um, Conti and Arteta were, were no help whatsoever. Excellent. That's a good start. My, I messed up good the screen. Start, yeah. and <laughs> we've got no, inf- no good information. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I'm a bit worried about these screens now. I, 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 got, I, mean, I did do them really quickly because today has been carnage, as, as you well know. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully no more mistakes. But if there is any, I'll, I'll fix them on the, on the thing. Uh, Bournemouth-Brentford next. Yep, this one looks um, all right. Uh, obviously not much investment in, in Bournemouth, although Dominic Solanke is picking up a bit of interest uh, in the community. Uh, and then with Brentford, obviously we've got Ivan Tony in, in a lot of teams. But what's the latest? Let's start with let's start with the home team. What's happening with Bournemouth? Yes, yes. The the one essential purchase at the moment is Dominic Zelanke, by the sounds of the Twitter community. <laughs> uh, he is nothing mentioned on him in the presser. And in fact, it was pretty low key from Gary O'Neill, who's still in charge. Uh, Lloyd Kelly's still out. The club captain. He's going to be um, no time frame on his return. Actually, it's an ankle problem. Rothwell and Pearson getting closer. Um, they've missed all this, I think, most of the season so far. All of it in Rothwell's case. Fredericks is making big improvements as well. Um, and Brooks had been on the cusp of return, but he uh, suffered a bit of hamstring discomfort, I think about a month ago, um, in an academy game. So uh, he might be near a return again, but um, nothing nothing sort of outstanding from the Bournemouth nope. team news. As for Brentford, these were both yesterday's pressers. Um, Norgard, who's quite an influential midfield that he's still weeks away from being fit. Keen Lewis Potter's out as well, so he picked up a, an ankle a ligament issue with the England, England under-21s. And this is probably more significant. Ethan Pinnock is almost back. He's um, recovered from an injury. He's played in a behind-closed-doors friendly over the last fortnight. Played 80 minutes, I think, so that's a nearly full run-out. Uh, uh, Frank did suggest he wasn't going to start just yet. He said that would only be the case if... Um, Brentford didn't have any centre-halves, which they do have. But he is the positional rival to Ben Mee. If you do want Ben Mee, and I know that he's not quite as popular as he, maybe as he was earlier in the season, but um, Brentford still got some decent fixtures. But yeah, Pinnock is the left uh, original left-sided centre-half from Brentford last season. And Mee's obviously been brought in to mm. cover his injury a bit. So just a, a word of warning there if you if you own um, Ben Mee. Yeah, I mean, make some stronger defensively. So I guess rare owners would be happy for him to yeah. come back. So. Maybe me owners are not so happy. Uh, Palace Chelsea uh, next. Mm, yeah, first game in the Premier League. Good luck with that, Neil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is really that. interesting. Well, um, a few sort of issues that we we didn't know about or didn't think were as serious. So um, there's three players or possibly four players rule out, depending on how you're on a, who you who you read in terms of coverage of the Chelsea press conference. So firstly, the, the feed went down. The live feed went down, so we couldn't see it. 
Um, I have watched it back since, and he has ruled out Kante and Edouard Mendy, both of whom actually had been in training over the international break, and we thought they were fit, but not quite match fit enough for a, a playing comeback. Kante is not really in full training either. He's just been doing partial bits on the grass. Mendy's a bit further forward, but uh, as Potter said, not enough to be involved at the weekend. So maybe next week for him. So we're we still not, don't really have an answer. Yeah. Who's really sure going to be the number one? I was going to say, we're not even really sure who's, yeah. who's going who's to get the nod. Kepa looks more like a, a Potter-type goalkeeper, I'd say. But Yeah, that, that is what the consensus seemed to be, yeah. that he's, his skills with his feet I think, are better than um, Mendy's. Um, and Potter does like a, a goalkeeper to distribute from the back. So, um, yeah, we won't have an answer. Even Obviously, Kepa will play this weekend, but we, we don't know if he's, he's the bona fide number one. It gets even more interesting, actually, if you're one of a Cucurella, who, is, as I am, and I thought, well, he hasn't been, he's been one of the only ones who hasn't been away on international duty. He's guaranteed not to pick up an injury over the, over the last fortnight. He'll be fine to start, absolutely <laughs> nailed on to start against Palace, and he's ill. He's picked up an illness. Um, now, Potter didn't r- exclusively rule him out, not completely. He said, we've got a bill of illness with Cucurella and Carney, who's a chuckle maker. But the Chelsea side does rule him out. Um, I think I think he's a 25% flag in FPL now, which I think is just sort of reflecting the tiny bit of uncertainty mm. um, in that. But yeah, the Chelsea side does rule Cucurella out. Potter didn't quite do that, but said he was ill. Um, and apart from that, everybody is fit. So it's just those four names I've mentioned there. Have you done your predicted lineup for Chelsea yet? No, I mean it would have been. It would have been. I wouldn't say straightforward, but it would have been heavily borrowing from that Salzburg lineup mm. with probably with maybe someone coming in fast Pelaqueta, so one of Fafana or Koulibaly, because I think as Pelaqueta, his pace was was exposed again, and he'd be up against Zaha this weekend, and yeah. I'd be surprised if he if he sticks him up in a, in a direct match. Um. So, yeah, I'll talk you through uh, the, the team. I mean, it's been this covered on, on other podcasts, and I think including your own. Um, it was a kind of 3-5-2 of sorts against Salzburg. So it was Aspi, Thiago and Cucurella as the three centre-halves. James and Sterling as, as kind of wing-backs, certainly kind of in Sterling's case. And then Mount, uh, Jorginho and Kovacic as the three midfield. And then Havertz supporting Aubameyang in attack. Sterling was... As much of a wing back as Trossard was at Brighton, yeah. I'm sure you've mentioned this already. It's he was only on paper really, he's more of a sort of inside forward with James um, forming the four man defence and Cucurella moving over to the left. So um, I wouldn't be put off with that necessarily with Sterling. Uh, I th- that's probably what he'll set up with. I'm, I'm sure this weekend because um, that was the tactics that was so successful at Brighton, uh, and he continued those on this season. I think that's probably what he will go with again. But it's just who comes in for Cucurella now. Does Koulibaly come in? He can't really play that hybrid centre-half left-back role, which which Cucurella does. Um, does Fafana come in for Aspi? Does he play Chilwell? Does he play in, in, a, in a sort of um, standard back four? So there's a few more op- more discussion points to be had, I think, because of Cucurella being out and only because yeah. of that, because he was so integral to that 3-5-2 setup. So... Um, yeah, back of the drawn ball with a predicted lineup because I think I was I was fairly confident in what I had originally, but a few more discussion points to be thought over now. <laughs> uh, get the bingo cards out for Crystal Palace. Yes, because our favourite yes, indeed is unfortunately yeah, he's... still still out. Yeah, I think we're coming to the end of the of the period he was meant to be out, but of course that doesn't mean anything. 
was Nathan Ferguson. Uh, he is still out with a, with a foot injury, uh, as is uh, McCarthy, who's got a groin problem, and Jack Butland, who is, uh, I think, nursing a hand issue. Tomkins is back in the squad, but this is all. These are all names that nobody's going to be bothered by. Yeah, Ferguson, I think, was ruled out for two months, around about two months ago. So, God knows where he is with his comeback. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, everybody else is, I think, in good shape according to the year. I think all the internationals have come back fine. Excellent. They need to kind of start getting some points on the board, and their defensive numbers are appalling. The underlying stats, they're bottom for, um, I think, minutes per chances conceded and expected goals. Um, per minute over, over the season so far, so they've had tough fixtures, but they're gonna have to improve. Yeah, that's that's the mitigation. Mm. Yeah, the, the the fixtures have been bad. Arsenal, City, and Liverpool, I think they've yeah, played. Yeah. So I'm sure those numbers will improve yeah. uh, very much now. Good. Uh, next game: Fulham versus Newcastle. All eyes on Mitrovic. Is he fit? Mm. And will he score against his old club? Well, uh, um, a word of caution: that I haven't actually seen Silva's press comments all the way through yet. I've got the updates for you here. So the only the only names that we know are definitely out are uh, Solomon and Wilson, who are long term injuries, and Palini as well, who's suspended. He's been quite an influential midfielder. Um, otherwise, Mark will still have a report. Not... Sorry, that's... he has. <laughs> he <laughs> has in what? In not even eight games. It's seven, isn't it? Because yeah. the game week seven was wasn't on. Yeah, <laughs> quite impressive. Yeah. Um, Adam Smith from Bournemouth had racked up four and four at the start of the season, but mm. he's uh, not been booked since. <laughs> um, so yeah, those three are out. Uh, Silver report knocks otherwise. So um, didn't see who they were. Now we did see Mitrovic pick up a knock. That was I think last Saturday against who was that Sweden, um, where he came off with it with a knock, but then recovered to play on Tuesday against Norway. Now after that match, he was pictured with a, a nice pack on his ankle and limping a bit away from the pitch. And this was in the sort of, I think it was warm down or possibly uh, media commitments. Um, now, an ice pack on an ankle is not uncommon. It's a very, very uh, common post match procedure for anyone who's had a bit of a knock. It's just a precautionary thing most of the time. It's to reduce the swelling. Um, and hopefully that's what it is. I know, of course, we can't say that for sure uh, because Silva hasn't given us a, any names or any sort of prognosis beyond knocks. So, um, we can't be a hundred percent sure that he's he's he's, uh, he's fit, but Silva did then go on to discuss about him. I think someone had asked him about uh, will he be extra motivated for this game because it's his former employers, Newcastle, and he said he didn't need motivation to, to face Newcastle or something like that. So whether he was suggesting that Mitrovic is fine and he'll he'll play or, or not, but there is that tiny element of doubt. Mm. Um, and it's if you've not seen it, there's a there is a clip on on uh, on Twitter and elsewhere of him sort of hobbling slightly down the touchline with um, a big ice pack on his ankle. But um, that's as much as I'm going to scare you for now. <laughs> no goals against Newcastle in three appearances. so That'll change. I guarantee that. <laughs> Inevitable. Oh, yeah, I'm backing him to score this week. I think they'll, yeah. they'll patch him up, get him on, um, you know, however they can. I can't see any way in which he misses, he misses this game. Um, what about your boy? I mean, Isak's picked up quite a few owners and scored a goal mm-hmm. and then... Injured again. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, story, story of our season, certainly the last couple of months, uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've been getting players back and then other ones have, have fallen by the wayside. So, uh, Wilson and, and Guamaris are back. Um, whether Wilson's completely fit enough to start, I, I think he probably wouldn't if it hadn't been the situation it is now with the other two forwards. Um, 
And those other two forwards are Alexander Izak and Chris Wood. Um, Izak's, I think the prognosis was three weeks uh, in the media. Now, of course, Eddie Howe doesn't tend to deal in time frames. He said he's uh, already on the grass, so it's not as bad as what is is what we feared. I think he's already out running. Um, I do suggest he's he's going to miss out this weekend because uh, running isn't isn't training. Um, so we, we think he's you know almost certainly going to miss out this time. But beyond that, it, it doesn't seem to be as bad as first feared. Um, could be game week. I think game week eleven was eight marked as a return by other people like journalists and things like that. But how hasn't ratified that yet? So he's going to be um, probably out of this one. Chris Wood's a, a late fitness test, which is why Wilson might be fast-tracked back to the team. Same with St Maximum as well. He's got a, he's had a hamstring problem. I think had a setback before the international break, but has since returned to some kind of training. And Howe said today that he's very close to a comeback. I think, again, bench duty at best for him. Um, I think that's it. So, yeah, the, the, the longer-term ones like Darlow, Shelby, Kraft, they're still out, um, but nothing else. Excellent. Uh, Liverpool next. Really looking forward to this game. Uh, Liverpool versus Brighton. Zerbi's first match. Again, interesting mm-hmm. um, to see your predicted lineup for that. I have no idea what he's <laughs> what he's going to do. Uh, let's start. I mean, let's start with them. I mean, it's you know he's taken the reins and he's never played with wing backs before in in Tashwalo mm. or or uh, um, in Ukraine. But I, th- I get the sense he probably will. But yeah, I've I've just finished listening to his press comments actually, as and, and, and initially first we all thought he was going to be um, he likes this four two three one that he's played in in Italy and Ukraine, um, but he's just I've listened to him what he had to say this afternoon and he said he hasn't had enough time to sort of impart any new ideas. Most of them have been away on international duty, so he's only had really one or two days of yeah, training. So he said he's not going to change much this weekend. So in my initial thought that would be a the back four is probably now being revised um, to how it was when Potter was here. So just for this week, if you know, at least uh, injury-wise or illness-wise, um, they're missing Mwepu, who picked up this illness over the international break and was hospitalising. He was quite badly ill wow. um, in Zambia. We still don't know what that is. So he's out, as is Jakob Moda, who's long-term. But uh, everyone else seems to be fine. Uh, Lamptey's trained. He came back early from international duty with a muscle problem. He's trained. Lalana's trained as well. He's been out for some time with a calf problem. Neither of those, um, Zerbi thinks, will start this weekend, but they could be involved in the squad. Yep. Uh, and they're playing Liverpool. So, yeah, baptism of fire for, for the Seagulls. Uh, yeah. Liverpool got a couple couple of concerns. Yeah, quite a significant one at left-back, obviously, with, with Robertson out, and he's still out. So, um, previously, he'd been ruled out until after the international break, which is obviously a bit of a vague time frame, but... Uh, won't be fit for this one. Might not even be back for game week ten. Um, Klopp said that it'll either be I think uh, next week or the week after with Robertson. Uh, he's one of four players who are, are I think uh, red flagged with injury. So Keita, Oxley, Chamberlain, and Curtis Jones are the others. Um, Calvin Ramsey's not quite match fit, so he's still red flagged as well. But he's injury free. Um, yeah, some significant updates which involve players who aren't flagged. So these are laid back from international duty or um, have been rested after international duty. So Darwin Nunes and Diogo Jota weren't spotted in training yesterday, but that's just because they had been given a bit of a breathe after representing their respective countries. Luis Diaz, I think, is maybe more of a concern for Saturday, I think, if you're an owner, because he just landed yesterday morning. So that was Thursday morning, um, I believe Klopp said. And he hasn't seen him yet, so he hasn't actually trained with him. Um, he's going to train with them this afternoon, so it'll be it'll be now. That's one training session before the game 
So I think Diaz has never present start of this season so far, but that, that could be threatened mm, against sure. Brighton. Um, with maybe Jota coming in down that left. Um, it's obviously it's great for Salah in terms of his involvement over the international mm. play because he not only had a bit of a confidence boost and uh, was it a hat trick? Was it a was it a brace? I, I can't remember which. Two, I think you got two. A penalty, yeah, a brace a penalty, against... a, a penalty a... Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, and then he got released early uh, just to go back because he, he just wasn't needed. It wasn't it wasn't an injury or anything. So he's had a bit of a rest, which is good. Uh, as has Alexander Arnold as well, which mm. is um, widely discussed by uh, Klopp today in his presser. Excellent. Uh, we're halfway through. Um, thanks everyone in the chat and for watching. Uh, if you are enjoying the stream and all of Neil's research into press conferences, do give us a like uh, and do make sure you're subscribed uh, to the channel as well. Just click the button just down there. It's a little thumbs up and hit the subscribe button uh, as well. We uh, really appreciate it. Uh, moving on. Southampton, Everton. I don't think there's a huge amount of interest in this game, really. Uh, we'll start with Everton because there is a four million defender who has picked up a knock who might impact on a few people. Uh, yeah, more than a knock. He, he's out for five to six weeks. So this is Nathan Patterson. Oh, that's a long time. He, uh, what did he do? Oh, it was his knee knee injury. Playing for Scotland over the, over the last fortnight. And um, yeah, where does, where does that... I mean, that may take him up till game week 14, I think, because there's obviously mm. three in a row back to back. That's a shame because I think he was just about to become the, the go-to budget defender, I think, over over Williams and, and Emerson because Everton's defence just looks a bit better than yeah. Forrest and he's he was guaranteed more minutes than, than Emerson. So, yeah, it's a shame for him and for us managers. Um, he's going to be out, so Coleman comes in. I think uh, Lampard almost confirmed that. Holgate, Townsend, Mean and Godfrey still out. Um, Pickford's fit, so that he is someone who's some people are interested in, I think, in, in FPL circles. Uh, he's back from a thigh problem, so he'll come in for Begovic. And Calvert-Lewin, uh, surprise, surprise, I think he's had a, a minor setback. So he was on the cusp of a return mm. in game week eight and wasn't risked. And then, again, now Lampard's saying yesterday that they're only considering it and have to make sure he's come back in the best fitness. And I think since then, I've seen a, a, a report in, I can't remember where it was, suggesting he's he, he won't feature this weekend or is a major doubt. So. Oh, wow, okay. It's it's Neil Mopai's um, shirt for the time being. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Southampton. Anything for them? Uh, very quiet. Um, I don't think there's anything new. It's just the players who are out already. So Livermore is going to be out until next year, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Lavia is still two weeks away or a few weeks away, according to Hasnall. But I think that's it. Cool. West Ham Wolves next. Yeah, I think there's another game where there's probably not going to be a few uh, many goals. Um, pretty okay for West Ham, I think. Moyes not reporting anything serious from the internationals. Um, and the two players who were flagged already, Johnson and Aguered, have been back in some form of training. Johnson's obviously the closest. So it wasn't quite as serious as injury. Um, I think he's been training for a week and a half, so he's he's not far away. Um, something to think about if you're a prospective Kufal owner, because he is the probably the main competition I think for that right back slash wing back slot and they are in Europe so there will be some kind of rotation involved yep uh, yeah back phone. Wolves yeah um, Wolves. Costa when are we going to see Diego well possibly this weekend uh, they're still without Jimenez and they're still without uh, the guy whose name I still haven't mastered Kalajic um, he was <laughs> out long term Chikini was out as well long term and Nathan Collins is banned as well he was, that's been one of the, 
40 years this season. Their centre-half partnership between Collins and Kilman, very good. But he's now suspended for three matches because he was sent off against Man City. Mm. Um, yes, Costa, uh, he's, he wasn't involved in game 88, but um, he has trained very well, according to Bruno Lager today. Still wasn't sure whether he was going to start or not. Um, he said he spent a long time without training and playing, so there's obviously a little bit of a doubt there. But I think he'll be in the squad this time. He wasn't in game 88, uh, even if we don't see him in the lineup. Excellent. Big one. Big one next. Got the North London derby, but we've also got the Manchester derby. Man City versus Manchester United. Huge game. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the home side. Uh, yeah, I mean, defensively, they've got a lot of options at a centre-back, but but one less. Yeah, and poss- but one possibly one in, one out. Um, Stones is definitely out, and, and uh, he picked up a hamstring problem with England. It's not serious. Pep thinks 10 days to two weeks. Um, but he'll be out with this one. Laporte is just about back. He's been training pretty much by himself over the international break because everyone else has been away. Um, but he's been training for a while now and um, Pep said he feels really good. I think he won't start this one. Uh, I'm sure he said something like he's been out for a while and um, maybe he isn't quite ready for that, but uh, it's, it's, he's nearing the return. And he was, the he was, I think, the most lied upon centre-half last season. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Mm. And others rotated around him. Um, so that adds to the the mix at centre-half. And, and, you know, when previously when we could kneel down, there's always been one centre-half a season where we would we would pick a Diaz one year or a Laporte another, Otamendi back in the day. Mm. And he would be the, the rotation-free um, route into that City defence for many of us. So that, that, I don't think there is, maybe not, is that now? Because they've got a Kanji, not just not just um, Laporte. The Kanji's just come in. Uh, Diaz, Stones when he's fit, Ake as well. So they've got five centre halves for two positions. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you can't even rely on a a bedrock of the city defence at the moment until we've established who that is this season. Oh, thanks for that. I've got Diaz. So <laughs> <laughs> I think he's as close as, as we've yeah. got to one at the moment. Yeah. But um, he's. You know he's he's predominantly right sided and he'll be competing with Akanji and Stones longer term when mm. Laporte and Aki are have got the left side covered. Yep. Uh, just quickly on Haaland, uh, obviously he's going to be captain the armband for a lot of people. A lot of people talking about his kind of uh, well desperation to score against United. I just found the quote yeah. uh, from him. He was asked before the season when he signed who his most anticipated opponent was, and he said, "I don't even like to say the word, but it's Manchester <laughs> United." Just yeah, to... and he's up. He's up. Um... I know this, this isn't a big issue with Sandra Martinez's height um, because he's <laughs> proven time and time again. But there is a bit of a mismatch there, isn't there, with Haaland? He's such a, a dominant force. Um, but he has, I think he has pocketed him in the past, hasn't he, Lissandro? Mm. Uh, it, um, uh, when he was at Dortmund, Haaland. So, um, well, for all of Haaland's uh, quite... strength and, and height, heading doesn't really seem to be something he does a lot, right? Like a... Even the goals he's, he's scored, he, he used his feet to score some very acrobatic yeah. goals. He's, so. I think they, I think because he's, yeah, they, 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 I mean, it obviously must be worked on. They, they kind of, they know what his movement's like. He's, mm. he's such a good strikeout getting that half a yard and just moving in front of the defender. So maybe they doesn't need that aerial trajectory on the ball. They just need to sort of whip it in, into that space. And De Bruyne's crosses are tend to be flatter, um, you know, than sort of looping aerial balls. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, I still fancy him in a matchup with Martinez as, as much as 
as much as Martinez has proven in the past that, he, that the height thing isn't as much of an issue what people are, are seeing. And I think I'll be captain him this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. If if, if Martinez can come out of this, you know, having yeah. pocketed Harlem again. That's the end that, of that discussion. That'll put, yeah. that'll put it to bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk about Martinez, talk about United. Uh, what have we got from, from them, uh, team news-wise? Well, a major boost in that Harry Maguire's out um, for United. <laughs> um, he's uh, got a hamstring problem, I think, picked up with England. Um, so mean, Neil. So mean. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's kicking the man while he's down. Uh, <laughs> apart from that, it's pretty good. Well, on top of that, it's even better. Um, Martial and Rashford, who we thought were doubts. I think we'd just seen a report yesterday saying they, they hadn't been in training all week and then they were, they were probably going to miss this. Uh, Ten Hag says today they have been in training and a late decision is going to be made on on their involvement. So um, maybe they're not fit enough to start, but um, could be involved in the squad. Excellent. Lovely stuff. Uh, Leeds, Aston Villa. Uh, next, again, let's start with the, the home team. Um, mm-hmm. Some good news for them, for yeah. a change. Feels like we're always yeah. saying how bad Leeds are uh, with, with injuries. I mean, there is still a few doubts, but they've got two quite key players back. Yes, they have, and um, the, the players who are out are kind of squad players to an extent. Maybe not with Stuart Dallas, but yeah, there are three absentees: Archie Gray, who's a, who's a young um, attacker; Stuart Dallas, who's long term with a knee problem; and Adam Forshaw, who's backup mm. in midfield. He's out with an ankle problem. So everyone else is fit, according to Jesse March. That includes Rodrigo, mm. who's been out with a dislocated shoulder, and he was the um, the sort of mid-price midfielder of choice for for many weeks. Uh, Bamford's available, of course. He was on the bench in game week eight and uh, and came on. Um, uh, Aylin's back as well, of course. We saw him previously. So he's competition now. In, in left Firpo's back as well at left back. Cooper's back at centre-half. Um, I'm sure there's others as well that I've, I've missed. But yeah, they've, they've got back a lot of players over the international break. And mm. Marsh was saying that today, that they, finally he's got a now a selection headache where beforehand it was just players picking, picking themselves um, because of the absentees, so uh, yeah, probably a bit of doubt if if you're um, owning quite a lot of these players because you're not quite assured of of game time a lot of the time. I'm sure Marsh has got a first eleven in mind, but we have got a few busy uh, fixtures coming up the next few weeks, so maybe a bit of rotation there. Yep, uh, and Villa, no fullbacks. <laughs> Uh, no fullbacks, yeah. So Cash is nearly back. He's 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 in training um, partly, and he'll resume full training on Monday. But that looks like he's going to be out of this one. Dini is well, it looks like pretty longer term than that. Um, he's going to be out at least two weeks, and then after that they're going to be sort of reassessing him to see how his heel is. It's his heel that's the issue. Um, so uh, yeah, there could be a situation where they assess him in a couple of weeks and he needs further action. So he could be out for quite some time. Uh, Bubakar Kamara's out as well. That's another big blow. He's been the the only real sort of genuine number six, apart from Nakamba, who's definitely inferior to him. Um, so he's now out until after the World Cup. So that's on top of Carlos being out, who's their first choice centre half, and, and Mark Heeson was signing. Um, so that is, you would say that's three of the f- first choice back, four of the first choice back mm-hmm. five, if you include the midfield shield. Um, who are out. So that's good news for Leeds. Cameron Archer's on the cusp of return. Many people's budget forward if they still got one. Um, so he's going to return to the squad, I think, either this weekend or, or thereafter. Had a growing problem. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah, there was a bit of... There was a comment about um, potential jet lag for Bailey uh, from Gerard. He, he was playing in the US 
on Wednesday morning, early Wednesday morning. Uh, but he said that the Sunday fixture, it's a Sunday kickoff, so that extra day really helps with that. So it's Martinez and um, Bailey who are latest back. But hopefully that uh, later kickoff will help those two. Yep. Got a fancy leads in that, surely, of all those. Yeah, all I think injuries. so. Um, yeah. Cash is down to 4.6, by the way, which is hell of a price for him in the FPL when he's really? back. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Cheap. I thought he was a good price at five, let alone losing another point four um, off the back of that. Uh, okay, finally, battle of the bottlers. I call this one Leicester versus Forest. Neither of them can hold on to a lead, or they both capitulate, given any kind of pressure on them whatsoever. Who's going to come out of this? Will either of the managers have a job afterwards? Who knows? It's going to be really interesting. Mark is going to be. Very worried, I think, going into this one. Uh, let's start with Leicester, though. Danny Wards, that's the that's the he's the player when everyone's on lips. Is he going to start? It it looks it. Yeah, Rogers has been backing him up again today, saying uh, he's got faith in him and, and all that. He's, um, he's the only one. About, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more about the collective effort. So I think he he retains his place for now, despite the the goal concessions. Uh, it's pretty quiet on the team he's front for both these teams. To be honest, it's. Um, uh, indeed, he should be fit. Came back from international duty with, with a slight problem, but he, sh- he should be fine. Dennis Pratt's all right. Uh, Pratt and Dagger uh, was flagged with an illness, I think still is, because he just wasn't mentioned by Rogers, and at least in the, the quotes I've seen. But I think Rogers did say that everyone's come back from international duty all right, so by implication, that means he's probably okay. I did see some people thinking about uh, Dagger for this mm. run of fixtures that um, Leicester have got, because he's, he's a cheap price, but you know how much Rogers loves Vardy. I'd be wary about that as minutes. I think um, Forest. Now we never, we've as I mentioned before, you never know quite what to believe with Cooper. Uh, he says that the only problem from the internationals is Scott McKenna, who uh, came back from Scotland with uh, an injury. But we did have Gibbs White flagged. We did have Dennis flagged. Um, so by implication, with that, that suggests that they're both fine. I forgot that time. You know, <laughs> yeah. We don't know whether that is the case because Cooper is a very unreliable source. Um, so, yeah, take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, they did have a few other players who were on the cusp of a comeback, I think. So, Mangala was nearly back in game week eight. Um, Nick Carty, I think, had, had uh, travelled over to Senegal before coming back in the last fortnight. So, he could be nearly returned. And Omar Richards, who was the original left back, uh, wing back signing. His original time frame of recovery is now, I think, up. But I don't know if he's anywhere close to return off. Has been any kind of setback, so they haven't actually got that many players definitely out hmm. um, at the moment. But that doesn't seem to be helping uh, Cooper at the moment because I think he's he's got uh, that many options and he's still trying to decide on that best combination, like particularly in defence. Um, I think he knows roughly what his his two wing backs are and his his first choice front three. But I think he's still struggling for the right combination of centre-halves. And they're just shipping goals for fun at the minute. Yeah. Six goals conceded the the two sides who they've just come up with, Fulham and Bournemouth. Oh, yeah. So true. it's um, yeah, yeah. not looking good. No. It's, a, it's a fascinating game, isn't it? You've got you know, this, this match yeah. right down the bottom. You've got City, United, you've got Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, Brighton. I think it's going to be really interesting. It should be a really, really good weekend of football. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one from an FPL perspective as well because there are some... We've seen... Um, a lot of similar teams in the first seven game weeks, certainly. Mm. But I think since the sort of separation between game week eight and game week nine wild carders, and I know the wild cards are, are similar, but there's just now sort of splintering away from 
templates and some people are saving it themselves till game week 13. So hopefully we'll get to see a bit of variety now after a pretty stale yep. first 78 game weeks. Yep. Neil, amazing as always. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone in the chat for watching. Uh, do make sure you like the video and do make sure you subscribe to the channel um, as well. Uh, we'll be back next week ahead of game week 10 with the team news for that. And yeah, we're just powering through to the World Cup now. Here we go. We are. And we might be doing a, we haven't discussed this yet, but a, a World Cup team news video might be Ooh. on the cards. We are going to bring back some predicted lineups for the for the World Cup this year. So we'll, Okay. Um, but well, I think we probably need someone more uh, informed than me to cover the World Cup. No, you've, you've volunteered yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. <laughs> I'm going to have a struggle naming Qatar's first 11. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that's the fun part, isn't it? <laughs> learning all the... I did, I really enjoyed doing the, the content for the Euros, actually, and, and learning. Yeah, it's good fun. I think you, you, you asked me to do some research on, what was it, Ukraine and, and Sweden yeah. and some... Yeah. yeah. So I learned all about... Mal Malinowski became my, like... convinced <laughs> he was going to, like, set the whole tournament light, and then he was rubbish. <laughs> that, that <probably laughs> that's the thing, because you, you, you're so invested in these yeah. teams for, like, more hours than what you should be. <laughs> that's it. And you're convinced that you've just discovered a hidden gem, but yeah, yeah. more often than not, it's not yeah, the case. Absolutely terrible. Uh, right, excellent. Thank you. Um, I will catch up with you again soon. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Good luck, everyone, with your uh, game weeks. Bye-bye.